I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to episode 505 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. Glenn, you sound quiet, mate. I'm just saying. Just said hello. I oh, know. You sound quiet. And I don't mean like, are you okay? <laughs> I mean, you sound quiet and you know what these cunts are like. I sound as in my microphone. That's better. That's like, better. Yeah, that's Jesus better. Jesus fucking Christ. If you could please exercise correct microphone discipline please to avoid the inevitable slings and arrows oh, that'll come your care. way that you'll read and I won't it's, it's how these people see, wow you sound amazing validation. holy fuck what did you just change Clint? that's the best you've sounded in like fucking ever uh, seriously my, I put my hands on my head <laughs> okay don't move don't yeah stay in that okay. you gotta hold that pose now for the next hour Right, gotcha. Okay, wow. I can see, I can see five star reviews coming for you. Probably 100%. for this one, Glennie. That's five not, star that's reviews. That's not what they do. I've been the great. scale. The, the the scale is is on a scale of one hundred. Uh, it's the Rotten Tomato scale. <laughs> <laughs> I've been great every moment I've been on this show, and I was still great when I wasn't on the show. And these cunts just want to keep running at me, so they can have their turns. Glennie, keep knocking what's them up? down, do you? The- it's like you're in solidarity with Noffa. <laughs> you know he sounds like. That's offensive. He sounds like Royce Hunt, <laughs> who has kept the meme. Al- he's kept the meme alive this week <laughs> by uh, when talking about his uh, his stash with uh, the redhead crybaby Corey Horsberg. Uh, he was sent to the Symbian for striking <laughs> after retaliating on Corey Horsberg. And so he's already penciled in their round 27 rematch. And uh, when asked, he said, we'll get him next game. He's, I've never seen a front rower hide behind a full, uh, sorry, hide behind a halfback. You can't just hold me in and push me over and not expect anything. I was a bit upset about that. It is what it is. It's rugby league. We get on with it and bash him next game. <laughs> he then went on to say, as Ricky Stewart would say, he's a weak gutted dog. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kept it alive. Ricky gave us, Ricky uh, birthed it for us. And uh, Royce Hunt, not even his own player, has kept it alive. That's Glorious. fantastic. I'm looking for it to become as ubiquitous in rugby league as think of every, every other, every other like cliche, you know, 110%, you know, training the house down, <laughs> yeah, unleashing Luke okay. books, or yep. like all of the usual, yep, cli- yep. Oh, I hope it has a longevity of all those cliches. I can't remember because I've really tried to put it out of my mind, but I, um, I, and forget about the fact that I was socializing with this absolute fucking piece of shit, scourge on society, Mike Stevenson. Uh, I had lunch with him over Christmas time when I was in Sydney 
if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure he had a weak gutted dog T-shirt on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel he made one. As a Canberra fan, he's contractually obliged to wear at least twelve pieces of attire every season with actual quotes from Penrith players, just because of how fucking badly the club owns his. Right. Well, See, um, I wish no, he was contractually I'm, I'm to obliged to wear pants because that was a bit offensive. Did it was it was he on was he there on grand final weekend? Because I feel like he might have been. I feel like I've seen that shirt. Oh, maybe he did. Again, he might have worn it. Yeah, I do try and erase yeah. my interactions with Mike Stevenson in particular. There you go. The, from my memory. The other thing, like everything, um, that that off the cuff comment has created a fucking uproar in the NRL media circles with fucking that 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 is such a polarizing thing that oh you know Ricky Ricky said it and he got a suspension and it was the first suspension a coach has ever had and and now you can just say it and there's no reaper co- like fuck me dad these cunts would argue over a bag of shit in the middle of the road mm-hmm. like he's had a swipe that's all it is an obvious swipe at the club and Ricky in particular like it <sighs> and also there was no, it, it's it's not like, there's no, you know, profanity. No. It's not racial. No. It's not, you know, upsetting any any group. Except, except for the only person that upsets is Clevo because I mean, he seems to get upset when people call people dogs as, a, as an insult. Um, so, yeah. It's Imagine not, how it's upset not, he'd be if he had a real dog. <laughs> what, not something that identifies uh, as a dog? <laughs> Something that's closer to a slipper with a bum. Now, I didn't have too much news really to talk about. Um, there's plenty of stuff that's like revolves around the games, including the the, the new strategy to to unleash Brooksy. Yes, um, but something that caught my eye today, and it's a, it's not a story or anything, but I just it's just the it's just something I pulled from the 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 WTF files of. Like, why is this cunt piping up? The story starts, though, that the the Dragons have basically said yeah. yesterday that they're going to start the application pro, pro process for new coaches, and if Griffin wants to continue to coach them from next year, then he'll have to reapply for the position. And, and it's not like he's been it's not like he's been sacked or anything. Like, I mean, he's they're saying at least at least with at least with their words, they're they're indicating that you know, like he does have an opportunity to continue if he blah blah. blah. That's fine, and I think it's actually a great move from the Dragons because there's heap, there's, there's heaps of coaches, including like ex like well rated ex Dragons guys like Jason Riles, for example. Um, I'm sure after Manly uh, kill it this year, Flano will be up for another up for a job again as well. Dean Young's always highly rated; he's another old boy for those guys. So the coaches are out there to replace Griffin if they, you know, do the application process well. That's fine. That's yeah. not that's not story. That's fucking good business, probably from the dragon side. <laughs> the thing I saw on Twitter this afternoon, though, Michael Clark has torn the dragons a new one over the fast surrounding coach Anthony Griffin's perilous fate at the club. Oh, Clark yeah, okay. on Wednesday joined the chorus of outrage at the club's handling of the matter, declaring that the decision is a slap in the face for Griffin. Is Michael Clark the cricketer? What is a West uh, Tigers member? Is he? Fuck is, yeah. <laughs> like, the, the fuck has he got to do with anything? 
that he... That the, what does he go up to Noosa and punch on with a female about Anthony Griffin's job? If he feels <laughs> that passionately was, about it. That's what it was about, apparently. He was so upset about Griffin <laughs> getting fired that he rooted someone else. He stepped it's out fucking... on his business and rooted someone else. So it, oh, Carl yeah, Stefanovic so it, said, could be in there saying, give Dean Young the job. He said that on Sky Sports Radio. <laughs> So we assume that, that he's a regular on that show or he hosts it, does he? Is he a host? I don't fucking know, but it's, it says he said it on, on Sky Sports Radio. Um, which, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, that's what I didn't, I didn't want to talk about. I, it, I literally just want to say, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, stay in your lane. Oh, yeah, fuck me. Like... <laughs> This is that thing where... I don't want to be a gatekeeper for rugby league no, in any way, shape, or form. But... Well, look, it, I guess it goes to the level of non-news there is at the moment, which I I was thinking yeah. before the show. Like, be, before round one, I, I was all fucking set for us to have, like, a lockout season and there's a fucking... We're not going to... We're delaying the season because this fucking RLPA bullshit is happening and... Mr. Getting, getting kids in, getting kids in that couldn't, that, that, that they weren't good enough to play in the NFL. That's to it. come and learn the game and play, play for scab teams. See if Keanu Reeves <laughs> wants to come play halfback. <laughs> uh, how did that just go away, or was there any? Yeah, they 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 result they they it was an eleventh hour agreement where you and, know the the parties found their ground. And, and did they ever put out what that ground actually was? Or was, did everyone just fucking spit private f- business and now it's all just, I feel oh, like yeah, I, no, we're sorted. I feel like they did, but I mean, like pulling it out of my ass, like on the spot yeah. right now, Yeah, okay. I, don't, I, I couldn't tell you, but I feel like they did. Yes. Because, you know, Valani just has to realise that you can't, you know, that, that rugby league players, they may, be, they may be brain damaged meat puppets, but <laughs> they're still smarter than fucking horses. Correct. And you can't bulldoze your way through rugby league. <laughs> like you bulldoze your way through racing. Mm. Yeah, that's it. So, anywho, um, that's a fucking great week if there's no news. Yeah, I mean, it's, the, look, the stories mostly revolve around the games. Yes. I mean, we did have the passing of John Sattler. Um, probably not as old as as you would like people to reach. Yeah, in in this day and age, iconic figure in the game, obviously, an iconic figure for the toughness that will probably re- result in class actions yes <laughs> for the next decade but um, and what a pair of fucking testicles that gave the world the greatest tackle to ever be made in a rugby league game that was his greatest achievement I'll tell you that's I was I was talking to someone the other day about random random player meetings <laughs> and stuff like that yeah. and and like one of my favorite ones is the way that you just, just you, you like I've never seen. Look, I've clocked Pornhub, right? But I've never <laughs> seen, I've never seen anyone get from hello to deep throating someone's member as quickly as you on Scott Sattler when we ran into him at the airport that time. <laughs> well, I tell you, if if your club had anyone worthy of that level of appreciation for achievements, um, then. Then you yeah. may get to know what that feels like. Just I maybe, just, maybe look, you'd I, give I the hard pass him. anyway, Nat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like the it was like the Virgin Lounge at the airport. 
I mean, let's, show, let's have some decorum, will we? Wasn't, wasn't a virgin after that. <laughs> no, that was... This is the dirty lime, the, 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 the virgin lounge got a fucking unscheduled lime washing that day. <laughs> he was a fucking gentleman that day. Everyone was dusty as fuck. We just had a, he was such uh, a, good bloke, yeah. a grand final. Um, and, like, did the... Did the, like, okay, you know, yep, we'll, we'll have a chat and this, this, this. And... And genuinely was was happy to sit there and and have a yarn about the grand final and and how it went yep. and all that stuff. So, fuck, yep. great bloke. Agree, agree. Um, so, in the absence of any real news, let's uh, get into these games. This week, the Roosters had the bye, uh, which is you know they yeah they could probably use it to be honest. Mm. I mean they got they they got off in a you know four point game you know with a big win against the rivals and. I think they could use some time to heal up. Um, the first game is the grand final rematch. Mm-hmm. Thursday night, the Parramatta Eels, the winless Parramatta Eels, the 0-3 Parramatta Eels. Yet yeah, not last on the table, Parramatta Eels. The, can you feel a draft? <laughs> no, I can't, because the window's firmly fucking shut. Parramatta Eels. <laughs> yeah, their, 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 their window is, is, is such... That you would, it's a type of window you'd find on a submarine. It is so fucking sturdily <laughs> jammed, <laughs> closed, never to be opened. Um, take on the Panthers, Panthers. Parramatta uh, are last of all the actual NRL teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're in the relegation, <laughs> they're in the relegation zone. Um, so the Eels, they welcome back Ryan Madison after his self-imposed suspension following the grand final. Yep. Uh, Dory shifts to the back row. Uh, Murchie's out of, the, out of the squad injured. And Brendan Hands will debut on the bench with Momo Isaiah out of the 17. Panthers side, welcome back Scott Sorensen, and he replaces Eisenhuth on the interchange. Yep. Now, in a professional rugby league club, where everyone's, you know, pulling in the same direction to achieve a goal that takes a long time, you know, and a lot of effort and things going your way to achieve. How well do players respond and receive a teammate who, for the sake of a couple of grand, who makes a decent amount of money in his contract too, mind you, for the sake of a couple of grand, misses the first three games of the season in which they lost all three? Can I, look in, in the spirit of fairness, though, wasn't there wasn't there like a mitigating circumstance where where he assumed trials were going to count and then that changed, or, or wasn't the case, or something? Ignorance is not a defense. I know, in or, the face of the law, no, but there was something Step about out. it, like where he or where he he thought he had like you know like a five day period to change his mind or something, or, or then he tried, no, he tried he, he, he tried to change he tried to change his mind at the start of the season. <laughs> Like, okay. like that's that's what he, yeah. but look yeah maybe maybe I, I thought it was just I thought he was just being tight honestly um, look we we saw it in the roosters you know and that's the, the narrative I'm prepared to run with because I mean it's hilarious fuck the eels etc cetera, etc cetera. Sure. like you you look at the roosters first two games and then look at the performance they put in against South Sydney there is a vast difference in any team when they have something to get up for. Yeah, and the Eels have something to get up for here because they were fucking embarrassed in that grand final. Mm-hmm. That went down as probably the the poorest grand final performance in the history of the, in the history of the sport. 
Um, they, I'd be inclined to agree. Yeah, they... <laughs> doggies they, in, 20, doggies they in 2014 really, they really were much choppier. In a world where a team lost 40 blot. Yeah, no, they, yeah, but Melbourne they Storm played better than the Eels did. And like they they played better in player. that 40-0 loss. They played better. They played better in that forty nil loss than the than the Eels did last year in the grand final. Yeah. Um, but you know the the amount of shame that they've heaped on themselves and their families and and the club, um, future generations, ancestors, their ancestors. The, yeah, like that 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 stink travels both ways through time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all, almost as if it's just now this this infinite stench of defeat that will waft and follow them around forever. Um, so they better be up for it. And and Penrith weren't weren't at the the top of their game the first two rounds either. So the, yeah, it's it's an opportunity for Parramatta to to really um you know turn turn their season around this at this early point. Defence hasn't been their strong suit. So I'll be interested Not to see how this game plays out. And we mentioned it in the review show that there were so many games where the, the points were absolutely off the charts because no one was really putting that effort into defence. I'll be very interested to see how this game goes because that defensive mentality has been the backbone of Penrith's success over the last three years. So whether they get out there and they're just, well, fuck it, we're going to throw the ball around and score a 1,000 points as well, uh, or whether they'll actually knuckle down and say, well, no, fuck you. You, you want to beat us, get in here and beat us properly. I feel, I feel like the, the Panthers as well will just because because of all the shit they they talked after the grand final. I think they'll want to back that up as you know as well. Yeah. Like they'll want to put them, you know, keep them in their place. Correct. I mean, however, I mean, and I guess the the the, the counter to that is well, you know, the Eels through the regular season, the last couple of years have owned Penrith at their best. So but do they do they, they take heart of that and use that as a you know as what galvanizes them and gets them you put, know past their mid early season pers- slump? Put, put that in perspective. They just so happened to come across Cleary on, on his worst performance of the last two years, the first time. Then the next game was the one where he got sent off in the first 20 minutes. So again, there's there's been circumstances that, that favoured Parramatta in both of those wins. Uh, so they are still very, very yeah, much but I mean, like, Penrith's you know, sons. But you're talking about the grand final, and I mean, like there were circumstances that favoured Penrith in that win. That they were playing Parramatta. That's what I've been saying. It was a grand, it was, no, it, the game was a grand final. Yeah, and Parramatta can't win fucking grand finals. I mean, shit, we've barely seen it happen in our lifetime, and we're fucking old as shit. So, like, so. <laughs> no, Penrith thirteen plus. Put your house on it. Yeah, I think Panthers are going to uh, going to yeah. potentially uh, blaze out of this one, and uh, I, I I I find it more more likely that the Panthers have a return to form in this game than the Eels do. Agreed. I see like twenty four to six something like that. That's how I see it. Okay. Yeah, like a similar grand final similar scoreline. You're saying? I mean, the grand final one tightened up because of a couple of junk trying to try to remember, but um, it was about that. It was twenty something to twelve or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Well, thereabouts. I forget. Um, I was busy right. feeding people. Jugs of water that have no gratitude <laughs> for saying saving people's fucking lives. I was. Yeah, no, you're just saving them from getting kicked out. At True. The pub. And I was <laughs> getting my ass handed to me at pool. <laughs> yeah, I did hear that happened. Um, okay, we agreed there. So the Friday pub slot game, um, and my God, it is a battle of the strugglers. 
as the Melbourne Storm take on the West Tigers down at the Korean Housewife in Melbourne. The uh, Melbourne Storm, they welcome back Cameron Munster. Mm. And uh, is, is Hughes suspended? Yeah. Hughes was suspended, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, so one in, one out. But Munster is a big in for him. Uh, Tigers, bit of a shuffle around. Very similar to the, the the side we saw in sort of the last 15 minutes of the game when they did put on some tries back to back to back with Dewey at fullback. Um, Staines moves to the wing in place of the dropped David Nofaluma. The um, halves, Brandon Wakeham and Luke Brooks. And uh, we got Papa Lee returning from suspension as well to bolster the forwards. Mm. Offhand Goway out of the 17. Glenny, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask you about the the drops first. Your thoughts? Because remember, Offhand Gowie was probably the one of their best players last year, right? Yeah, he's he's as consistent as a Tigers player can be uh, in the positive sense. He he, he was certainly um, consistent in in getting his job done. Um, I don't think he was terrible. Um, and Moffa, you know, this is the week he gets dropped. <laughs> this is the thing. This is the thing with the with the Noffa thing for me. I mean, and we spoke about it when we were watching the game on Sunday. Like the ball, real like the ball went. There were like three occasions when the ball kind of went that side mm. in the first half. One of them, Dewey threw the intercept. The other time, Dewey put up the kick, which was returned for a try. The other time, he put on the he put the the hospital pass onto Bateman, and it never really went out right mm. ever ever again. And when all the action started happening through the middle, they would then go you know it was through the left where they scored the yeah. you know the the tries. So, and you know I like you know like I like to I like to give Nova a kick, and I mean he's one of you more. He is one of my favorite. <laughs> yeah, he he is my national pastime. However. I don't. I have to. I have to wonder if his attitude or something like that in yeah. training or after the game, something happened there that made the you know made the decision for them. Because I think because it, it didn't look like it was performance alone to me. I agree, and the fact that it it has to be, as you say, something that has been said or done or a general attitude, um, maybe during that game or or at training. Because you, you can make the argument, okay, we we want to change it up a bit. Maybe Staines wasn't the answer at fullback, and and we want we still want to find room for him in the side. You've got a relative rookie on the other one, so I, I I don't know. Of all the weeks where he has made, and and it's it's almost or it has become a meme about the Noffa Highway. Where he has made multiple horrible defensive decisions that have resulted in points mm. over the last however many seasons, and he's kept his spot in the side. This is the week he gets dropped. Um, interesting. Um, <laughs> I feel like Wakeham at six is a knee jerk reaction to a guy that played twenty five minutes and. Did a couple of good things, but it, okay, you, you're the starting five eight now. And the dogs and the dogs were absolutely exhausted, and mm. and the and the forwards like Clamour took advantage of, <laughs> of of some tired boys in the middle to initially make those breaks. Mm. Yeah, 
Um, it, is, but, you know, look, it's worth a try. Is there something to... I've had a couple of different sources I've read say that um, Dewey's playing through an injury. Like, his foot's fucked. And so he's not training with the squad. Um, that that was the reason that Sheenzy gave for the move at the press conference. Right. Said, oh, he didn't, didn't train with the squad, so... Yeah, but Dano's in the 14 for this game, so if he's got any problems, I mean... The guy that's played fullback for nearly all of the last two years, which, which is probably my, sliding into that. Which is my next question, Glennie, What do you think of your bench rotation? I, I'm not a I'm not like, a fan of um, Dano at fourteen. I don't think he's that guy um, that is going to be able to cover. Is Sheen, is Sheen just going to turn him into skinny press? A skinny fucking um, Tyrone Peachy. Tyrone Peachy. Yeah. Yeah. Look, if you were going to say you were going to say skinny Preston Campbell, no, I was no, like, no. I, I fucking yeah. hope so. <laughs> but it could, it could I, I also be, knew what you were trying as... to say, so I wasn't going to agree with you. But um... it, it could be it could it could be as simple as Dane comes into the in, in, into fullback and Dewey goes into the middle somewhere in the halves or something, maybe like a sort of a lock but it, situation. But again, who, who gets the rest then? You're, bur- you're burning an interchange. Yeah, well, to, I mean, I guess it's, it's insurance against. against... It's insurance. It's insurance if Wakem turns out to be dog shit. Yeah, I, true. Guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But um, like it's Sheen, Sheen, he, he he thinks in like you know ten D fucking terms. I mean, he's thinking of he's thinking of injuries and or, or replacements that may never need to be made, but he'll cover them nonetheless. Yeah, mm. that's it. Well, the the only you know look, <laughs> if you're gonna okay. experiment with the side as part of the revolution, the week to do it is when you're playing the Ploddington Purple Plotters um, yeah. who have no chance of, of beating you no matter what you do wrong. So, you know, it is a masterstroke from Sheen's just, you know, he's been in the lab, he's got the the test tubes and the, and the Bunsen burners out and he's fucking cooked up a side that uh, he's going to stick it to, you know. These fucking plotters. Will, are you saying that will the, are you saying this West Tigers lineup is the meth of football teams? <laughs> Close enough. Yes, yes. In Look, so yeah, many despite ways. All that, in so despite, many ways. despite all that, Glennie, I don't think you're without a chance. No, I agree with you. It can only go. Look, the only way the only way that the Tigers can go in terms of performance and ladder position is up. <laughs> the storm of not being great. If the fitness that the Tigers showed holds true and they can stay close enough, then who knows? Maybe Wakem in the in the halves is the, is the final piece of the puzzle to unleash Brooksy. Yeah. Well, you just, here's a telling you just stat. Appy Coruscant, you guys have taken the best hooker in the game and to this point in the season, he is averaging four runs per game. So, Shenius has taken everything great about Appy and turned it off. Yes. The problem is that Appy that, that Appy is, is he sees his role there as like, you know how the story the per, goes, the that person like, that gets paid lots of money for not doing much. Well, I'll, I'll, <laughs> that's yeah, what his that, role is. Well, yeah, that, the James Tamau role, but um, no, no, but what he was, it's it's like you know you hear the stories about how John Cena, how amazing he is, and how he's done more make a wish wishes granted than yeah, like yeah. anybody else, like right. Yep. I think Appy sees himself like that for the West Tigers and he spends all his time instead of running and doing the Appy things he's supposed to be doing when they get 10 metres out all he's thinking 
is throw a crash ball to fucking make a wish Alex 12, Alex 12 try and get <laughs> that Gumby his fucking try. And I mean, there's two games this season where they just bounced off his chest. <laughs> and another one where he dropped it on trying to put it down. That is true. <laughs> so I think that Appy is going, he's not going to go back to his old self until he until he's made this Gumby's dreams a reality. Okay, so we, we need Twal to score a try for Appy to be effective. Yeah. Oof. That's rough. It's a tough. It's yeah. It, 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 that, that's it. Look, it's it's a tough. It's a tough pill for Glenn to swallow, <laughs> because it means in all likelihood, Appy's never going to be realized <laughs> potential again. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, fuck uh, these plotters. Tigers thirteen plus. So you could you, you could have been at least realistic about it. Tigers aren't going to be thirteen plus. If they win, it'll be you know eight. Just enough to stave off a last se- a last second try. I said what I said. That's a weird way to say storm by 18, but cool. (laughs) Uh, The Friday night football 8pm game is the the first local derby. The Dolphins take on the Broncos. And uh, sides here, Dolphins with some big outs. Um, The big out in terms of Wanda Sykes, uh, Felice Cafusi. Failed to get his charge downgraded, is eating four weeks, and that four weeks might be, just be enough to stall the, the the momentum of the of the new side. Um, Jared Wallace returns, and um, I have heard that Katoa may not be a hundred percent, so it may also potentially become a Milford revenge game. Oh, there we go. As well. Um, the Broncos side, unchanged from last week. And why would you? They're going great guns. Clenny, what do you got? Yeah, Confuse is a big out. Who comes in for him? Wallace. Wallace, yeah. Well, Wallace is on the bench, so they're yeah. starting. they got but the Bromwiches in the front they, row. Do they put Stone in the second row? Yeah, actually, bring, good point, because I don't actually know. I, I, I'm just looking here, and the team list hasn't updated uh, post his suspension that I can see mm-hmm. here, so I guess we'll have to wait until I cut it tomorrow yeah. night. Um, I just so feel like his his ability to, to force, you know, pass, like rush passes and, and force quick decisions, which, which could lead to errors... Particularly um, when they're particularly the way they're running with the Reese Reese Walsh out the back Correct. and everything too. I think you yeah. know, a couple of a couple of late late hits and you know pressures and things like that. It's gonna make know, it's gonna put him in two minds, you know, and that's yeah. um it's that's a massive flow on effect, um, which is gonna impact the, the Dolphins ability to to get control. Um I think the the Broncos have the have the advantage on the on the edges. Uh, Stags and Farmworth both in really solid form. And you and Aitken has probably surprised me a little bit def- defensively. I, I, he's he's really stood up for the Dolphins, but those him and Brinko Lee against Stags and Farmworth is a, is a real mismatch in in favour of the Broncos. Yeah. And I just think that alone with those guys, if if, if Reynolds can get those guys a bit of Time and space. 
you know, it's going to be a long night for, for Aiken and, and Brenko Lee. And then you've got Walsh off off the back of that, you know, on, on either side of the field, wherever he's going to pop up. So I don't think the Dolphins are, even with those changes, I don't think they're without a chance, but I'm probably leaning towards the Broncos. Yeah, my instinct is that the Broncos are a far better side and they're travelling far better, Yeah. despite the fact that both sides are undefeated. But having said that, I mean, you know, the Dolphins have shocked everyone to you know, get out of there with the wins that they have and so it, far. And it's not like they've proven to be flat-track bullies or or to crumble in the face of adversity. <laughs> we mentioned it before, that they've had some gritty, yep. hard-fought wins where they've just kept themselves in Yeah, in fact, in like the last two... Yeah, their last two have been games where they've had to sort of come from behind or That's sustain it. a heavy challenge and then yeah. eventually pull away for the win at the end. So, look, and, you know, Wayne Bennett's obviously, you know, he's had one eye on this game, I would I would imagine, for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. And so if there's any coaching that he can pull out of the out of his hat to give him the opportunity to put, you know, one up over his old club in Kevy, then I'm, absolutely he's going to want to do that as well. Um, but... I, I, the, I don't think Bennett would even have to show up to the game to outcoach Kevin Walters, but that's right. Um, <laughs> I, I, um, I just, I'm just concerned about the Kafusi out. If, if he was in, I would probably tip the Dolphins just to just to grind it out and probably frustrate the Broncos' skill players in cutting down their time, but. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards the Broncos in a tight game. Yep. Yeah, I I, I hope it's a tight game. I mean, for me, I feel like the Broncos are, are are pretty far superior, but then just the the way that the, the uh, Dolphins have been going about their footy, I just sort of take take that back a little bit and just sort of you know take yep. the, like if, if I thought they were ten point better team, they may be sort of you know six or four point better, taking that into account. But we'll find out. They can put on points in a hurry as they proved in the junk time against the Dragons. So. Mm. What I hope for is just a great first instalment in this derby, and uh, you know, hopefully, can overtake the Cowboys one, which is you know, two sides that are about as far away as as any two sides yeah. in the competition could be geographically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Calling it a derby, um, at least these two share a ground every now and then. Um, next, the North Queensland Cowboys start off Saturday taking on the Gold Coast Titans up there at the Abattoir again. Although it's the cows that have been getting slaughtered lately. Um, Neem starts at prop. Ruben Cotter's out. Tamau comes back onto the bench. Um, I don't see that as a boost to anything. Uh, Titans unchanged to their side that uh, upset the storm last weekend. So this... Uh, Cowboys not travelling well. No, they really At not. all. I mean, Titans not incredible. That last week. Yeah. Thoroughly yeah, disappointed. I mean, like the the Titans haven't been amazing, but you know they were, they were good at, in stretches against the Storm. Mm. I, I think this is a fortuitous timing for the Cowboys. If they had to come up against another top quality side this week, it could be the start of a real slide for them compared to where they were last year. But yeah, they should have plenty in order to handle the Titans. Yep. Again, if they get back to that defense that was the hallmark of their success last year, if they get back to that patience that was the, the hallmark of their success last year, for the, the these last couple of rounds, it's almost as if they've got this 
this weird unearned swagger where they're like, oh, we're just going to go out and be dickheads and and not even look like we're trying and it'll just come off for us. Mm. And I'm not sure if they yeah. they didn't actually appreciate how much work it took for them to win. Because they came from that position last year where they were... most of, A lot of people had them predicted for the, the race for the spoon last year. At the start of the season, they wanted, yeah, they wanted the, the spoon teams. So... so to just have a, a, a little bit of a longer memory in terms of, well, actually, no, we're not we're not one of those, this is our third or fourth season of being there or thereabouts. Mm. We we outshone everyone's expectations last year and we can quite, quite easily slip back down the greasy pole. Um, the, yeah, and obviously Drinkwater's a massive out. Um, yeah, and, he is. And Shibasaki in the side is a massive... Cancer. Out this this is a yeah. hot take. I don't think the Cowboys are travelling... I think they're traveling in a similar path to the Purple Plotters. And and the Titans beat the Plotters last week. And there's no drink order. As you say, Shibasaki's in the side. You've, you're going to have Shibasaki having to make decisions with Kieran foreign time and space and, and Brimson you're running off the back of that. I, I think that's that's a real danger for the Cowboys, and I'm going to tip the Titans. I think bold, if, bold if, move. If, if the Cowboys forwards can get up early and really see this as a challenge to them, which they should at home, they should. Hundred percent, they yeah. should. They should run they should. out full of fire. Then, then I think that's where the Cowboys can get over the top of them. Mm. Yeah, I mean the cow, the Cowboys should should whatever that level is. I mean they should show their quality this week. Mm. I mean they don't want to lose two two in a row at home. No. I mean, they are a better team than the Titans. Yeah, at their both both teams at their best. But look, you know the, the Titans are, are like I said they fucking they put it on the purple flashlights last week, and so they're definitely not without a chance. Especially if they can attack as well as they did. Yeah. Because the Cowboys, in most of their games, seem to jump out and then lose interest. You know, thirty minutes in. Correct. So it's it's probably a matter for the Titans to weather the storm a little bit. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then um, see if they can come home like they did. Oh, if Verrills was playing, I'd yeah, I, that changes I, I think, things. I think the Titans would be fucking specials. Yeah, because if if you look at the Titans forward pack, they actually don't. They actually match up quite well against the Cowboys. Yeah, but also I put it to you that in the in the game last week against the, the Storms, the, like Randall wasn't terrible either. No, no. Right. Saturday night, we've got the uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs taking on the mighty Manly Siebes Eagles mm. at uh, Acor Stadium. The Rabbits, Sele is out under the new 11-day concussion protocol. Uh, Shaq Mitchell is out with a foot injury. Tatola is missing with a knee injury. Saluk Fafita and Host come into the starting side, while Taffy returns to the bench. Manly side, unchanged from last week. Big game. Go. I think this will be a cracking yes. game. Uh, South, pretty handy favourites. Um, Heavy favourites, yeah. Which, I'm not sure I agree with that, but... Um, I don't know, it's a test, it's a test for me. Um, Rabbitohs will be buoyed by, you know, they had, a, they had a tough game, which would have sharpened them up, I think, last week against... 
their their nemesis. Um, they come in against Manly, heavily favoured to win, and I think I think Manly have the side on paper to to beat South. Um, I just I just wonder if they might come up against a, a slightly more calm. I think the point you made. Are you last... saying Cody, Cody Walker doesn't have a reason to hate Manly, so he's going to be awesome? Yeah. Here's, here's a question. Does Cody Walker... the point that you made, the point that I can, I'm, one of you made the other night about these games such as the Roosters or, or Penrith where he walks out there with the red mist. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is not one of those games. Yeah. And, and, and I, does, I think okay, there's so something how does, to how does he feel? How does he feel about John Sattler? No, it's a serious it's a, question, a good question. Because we know how the West Tigers treated Tommy. That is true. Does that this bolster, or, or or does it? Does the emotion around it? Does that provide the thing that tips well, South? I, I think it's offensive that you, performance you could, or brain explosion. I think it's offensive that you could possibly suggest that any other club or players within any other club could possibly fuck up a tribute. Like the West their ancestors so terribly. Like, it's offensive. <laughs> There's only one team that can do that as well yes. as the Tigers, and that's them. Um, I hate to say it, mate, but I'm, I'm going to lean towards South. I think it'll be a tough game, mm. and I think it'll be close, but I think South will win. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think... That, oh, go, go ahead, sorry, Jay. No, no, go for it. You go. I'll, I'll, take, I'll, do, I'll take the final word. Um, I'm going to be curious to see what sort of Cody Walker we get in this one, simply because this year... He has only shown brain snap Cody or out of control angry Cody. And we haven't had those stretches of brilliance. And I mean, you know, two, three, four game stretches of brilliance between those brain snap moments that we were used to. It's been nothing but. So this this one, I think, will give us a good indication of where he's headed for, for the remainder of the season. And really what Luttrell sees in terms of his representative future going up against the the person who is let, let's say Teddy's the the heir apparent oh sorry the the incumbent for the the one spot for New South Wales mm. then Luttrell's going head to head with the guy who is poised to take it so this is his opportunity to, to really stake his claim on on what he can provide to a side at that red level yeah, I think at the moment the the weird thing about the odds uh, on the the betting odds there's like out of out of the two sides, Manly's clearly the form side at the moment. You know, going into this game, um, South's got a couple of injuries to their forwards as well, which I just think might put the other, especially like the way that guys like Hamoli and and uh, and Oshay have been hitting, and um, and Pasek has been fucking beast mode, one of the best prompts in the comp this season so far. It's just, it's really just going to come down to some, it's going to require brilliant non-head-fucked Cody and Latrell to even keep South in it. You've got to remember last year, South were a good team. They were, you know, a, a team that went deep into the finals. And when they came up against Manly, they barely won, even though Manly had a guy sent off in like the fucking third minute or something. Like, these, these South, South are literally our bunnies. And um, Man's going to fucking destroy them. Seeb's revenge game. He's fucking. He's gone to. He's he's gone to fucking. He's he's telecommuted to fucking Harvard this week, just to get some extra lessons in. To think of new and inventive ways to fuck these green and red cunts up. He will. Uh, he, 
never he, thought I would 13 see plus. The He'd be that mature age student at universities trying to trying to hang out at student parties and how do you do, try, fellow try kids? Get no, creepier than that. <laughs> creepy, like like Dennis Ferguson level creepy. You can just see Harvard, Harvard the University, Jay. It's not that. That's the level of creep. Like you can imagine him there going, "I've got a daughter back home." Like he's just the he, he's don't, fucking don't, slimy. Don't, don't talk about his daughter. You'll fucking take a leave from the game. No, nah. end up with the spoon when Peter General comes in. No, and he won't find me <laughs> unless I put it in a messaging app. Then take a screenshot of that app. And then use a different messaging app to send it to somebody. That's the and only way you can find your, people. And, and say that a mate of yours, who's close knows to the a guy club. who knows a guy <laughs> who's so it must be true. Whose who's karate teacher's hairstylist has a chick who washes his dog. Who said that the other day? <laughs> karate teacher's hairstylist. Yeah. Oh fucking hell! Yes, yeah, so, uh, who is out shopping for slacks? And decided. <laughs> Uh, I tell you, they're all the, the rabbits. Are, they're all going to be going home in their fucking slacks <laughs> after this one. Let me tell you, <laughs> the Warriors take on the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. The first game on Sunday over in New Zealand. The uh, Warriors side welcome back Nickel Cook start fullback. Um, who else have we got here? Ford returns to second row, replacing the injured Mitch Barnett. Um, but Wado is out which brings Freddie Lussick into the side, which, I mean, it's, yeah, not a not a, not a huge differential, I'd think, in performance. The Bulldogs, no change to their side that uh, got the win last week. Narrowly over a resurgent and plucky West Tigers side. <laughs> now, <sighs> the Warriors have fucking been, like, sneaky decent this season. Mm. They really have. Yeah. They've and just the, I reckon Webby over there has just got them. He's just tr- like act, like physically conditioning them better than they have been yep. in the last however many fucking years, thing, like you know half a decade. Their, their fitness is great. Yep, and their errors are are all but gone from their game. Yeah, I mean, two things that are like you know directly correlate to that's it. Yeah, to each other as well. The doggies, they've been they've been good in the getting their last two wins, but. They've also f- played a couple of plotting teams, and and you know people look at the look on paper and they go, oh, but not the Storms. No, the Purple Fleshlights are plotters this season as well. And the thing is, the dogs have fallen to pieces in the last half an hour. Yeah, of their last two games, to na- to, to make games right? like yes, Seraldo comes from from Penrith, who would just outwork everyone and out tempo them, right? He comes from that system as the most fucking lauded, like everyone wanted that cunt to come and coach them. And he ends up at the Bulldogs, who fade spectacularly at the back end of the game. What the? It's because people in rugby league, um, uh, fuck, how do I? Are dumb cunts. Right? So, Glennie, you, you've got people who, who like, work for you in a warehouse, yeah? Like, mm. you know, looking at parts and stocking shelves and... Gotcha. Yada, yada, yada. If there was a fucking shit-hot one of those, and he was from the, 
the premiers of fucking the MI. You know, so like he worked for like um, Caterpillar don't. or something. Okay. Right? Accept that. What, aren't they good diggers? They work like RD. They work, work don't do it, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> That's so where let, I thought this that. other cunt was going. And let's, you. Well, I was, I was going to say. <laughs> I like, actually remembered the business names. <laughs> well, I was going to suggest that he might have a. Uh, an RM R. Williams sticker on the back of his car. That was going to be my, my subtle jab. But imagine, imagine if you hire this guy, you're right? So you come on over from fucking Caterpillar. Um, you must be sick of working actually in the MI, so come and work for us. Uh, just be MI adjacent. How is it that I started by complimenting your club it's and very, you have like... responded by just kicking me. I don't, I'm not. I'm this, you this, are. It's, 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 exactly a fuck, it's a fucking ultra marathon to get to the point. Tell the truth. <laughs> right? But then when that you cunt's think it's so long, there, you make me want to put my slacks on. When, when that cunt's out there in the workshop <laughs> filling up fucking nuts and bolts and shit and putting them in the special trays, it, it'd be like you sitting there and going, "Oh, um, what? Why? Why hasn't the printer fixed itself?" We we got the greatest fucking warehouse guy ever. Why why is this other fucking unrelated part of the same business not just automatically better as well? They do it with coaches. They do it with players. They, it, they go, oh, Penrith won premierships, so we're going to get a person from Penrith, and then that will solve our problems. I, I well look at I look at Brennan and all these other ones. I appreciate look at the all the other ones that come from there. Webby seems to be going okay so far, but look at every other one that came out before Sir Aldo did. Yeah, absolute dumpster garbage. Hundred percent. And we've already been over this thing, like the the Ben Hunt thing. How long has it been for Ben Hunt to reach this this version of Ben Hunt? Mm. Seven fucking years. How long did it take from when Gus entered Penrith? Now, you would suggest that for all his failings and all the controversial, like, dumb cunt shit that he says, that Gus knows something about running a football club or, or you know, building a juniors program. It took him more than fucking seven years to create that Penrith. Like, Seraldo is not the operator that fucking Gus is from that point of view. He's not going to do it in fucking four rounds. I would have thought that the level of fitness from a club from the ground up can be done in the off-season well, if, look, the, this if they'd like, done the work, right? While, while, I, while I don't disagree with Stepdad's point at all, and that's definitely a part of it, there is a much simpler answer for this particular one with the Bulldogs. <laughs> I want to try and use the same the same analogy or the same you know ballpark that you were yeah, using. Yeah. Say you had a guy who was... The greatest runner of a MI digger parts fucking superstore. Just for argument's sake, call him um, Robert Matthew um, Douglas Williamson. (laughs) No, no. And then he had the and then he had the opportunity. He was the assistant manager of the of of a of a, a smooth running, fucking goal kicking, mi fucking vending machine, right? <laughs> then he goes. Then he gets he gets the option to go. He gets the option to go to the next. Not a vending machine, as in like a fucking yeah, vending machine. You I know, know what I mean? I know. Yeah. Um. And then 
he has the opportunity to go to to a new one where he's actually the manager. He goes over there and realizes that for probably the last fucking minimum two years, but potentially five six years, there hasn't actually been any staff whatsoever at that fucking other place, <laughs> and it's basically just been fucking overrun <laughs> by, by fucking sewer rats and what knows God knows what else. It's cobwebs bulldogs, and garden furniture. The bulldogs had Trent Barrett for the last two fucking years, they are essentially an uncoached side. It's not just a matter of a single off-season of fitness that Seraldo had to rem- remedy. He literally had to... He, he inherited a park football side that was somehow, due to the, the magic of a league that doesn't have relegation, was still up in that league. Mm. And, it's, and it's going to take him a little while... Because it's not just the fact that they're untrained. Also, you know, you've got the players that are just used to doing fuck all. Sitting yep. on fucking furniture that the boss brought in. And, oh, my God, isn't this terrific? <laughs> they're an uncoached fucking side. And he and and a care, then they had a caretaker for, you know, two years of two years of being uncoached. Most of a year with a caretaker. Now they've got a guy who apparently can coach a bit. So it'll take time. And also, we've had this bullshit hot weather as well. So we're kind of, you know, we're giving like a twenty-five percent discount on, on fitness and poor decisions under fatigue. You know, so far, because you know it's clearly been terrible fucking conditions that we usually have in February and the competitions not not on them. You know. In summary, and, Warriors thirteen plus. No. In summary, I think the Warriors are fucking yeah. red hot chance to win this in New Zealand. I think they'll win it by probably ten points. Agree. Right. The Newcastle Knights take on the Canberra Raiders Sunday afternoon in Newcastle. The Newcastle side. They welcome back oh, a couple of big names for you, Glenny. Dan Saifidi. Braley returns. Johns returns. Frizzle named as a reserve for the big one. Your mate, Kurt Mann. Starting lock, my friend. Um... <laughs> Greg Marzu comes into the side, replacing Dom Young, who has been dropped. Oof. <laughs> Hetherington drops to the bench. Raiders side. Papali'i returns. Gula drops to the bench, Mooney to the reserves. And uh, with Danny Levi getting a broken jaw or whatever happened in the, the game last week, we get uh, Wolford straight in. Gets a nine jersey, and they continue with uh, Starling at 14. Mm. Look, I don't hate that as a selection. I think it's one of the best changes. I mean, un- unfortunate for a guy to get injured and everything, but I think as far, yeah. as, far as the performance of the, the Raiders is concerned, they're fucking on the way now. Rayleigh in for the Knights is big. Um, yeah, fucking... Lachlan Miller was good last week. I, I don't... Um... I don't think that's a terrible spine for the type of side that Newcastle are. And Canberra, away from home, facing an opposition with the worst player in the NRL playing 13. I think Newcastle might get the job done. Braley, Braley being back is, is huge um, and he's going to give them some of that forward punch through the middle, which they're going to need with Papali'i back for the Raiders. But... Um, I'm going to tip the Knights in a close game. Raiders starting with the hooker for the first time this season. Big mm, Papa Lee back inside. They won't know what to do themselves. Yeah, Papa back. But again, they, as you alluded to, some, some time off. Knights bench is fucking hopeless too. 
some time off and some hot weather, can he mm. can he do as much as he would at another time of the season? But what's the forecast for this weekend? Do we pass that shit now or what? I don't know. I'm tipping Canberra for this one. I think New- yeah, same. Newcastle are paper thin in terms of depth. Mm-hmm. and there's going to be too many opportunities for Canberra just to camp themselves down there. And all you need is one sit out of there where White doesn't kick it out on the full. <laughs> and they're in. Yep. So there's too many points in Canberra. What they need to do is delegate all attacking grubbers to Hudson Young. He was fucking so good he, when he was putting him in last year. That guy's strike rate yeah. is probably better than fucking Alfie Langer. It, it, but fuck, how many times have we said this though? It, it's not like the coach of your side had one of the most lauded short kicking games in the history of the sport. <laughs> like, how the fuck are you that bad? Yeah. I mean, this, it, yeah. I mean, how many times you see you know you see all these you know, ex halves and everything as consultants for you know teaching halves how to do shit. It, you got one my, as a head coach. It's fucking yeah. It, it's been my he point can work with you every day, all day. Do I, extras. I would love to know what sort of external coaching the Tigers have ever gotten in for Luke Brooks? You know, have have they actually... Did they not have Joey at some point? Brooks. They had Joey at some point. Did they? I'm pretty sure they did, didn't they? No, nah, I don't think so. You sure? I think Joey, ha- <clears throat> Joey has probably come out and had some positive things to say about Luke Brooks, but not because they were paying him. Well, given him right. it was the next him, you'd have exactly. to, but... But this is thing. So he said he said it willingly when he was high on drugs. Probably. It's but the only time you get it out of him. Yeah, well, Whiten has, has the fucking halves consultant all the time. Yeah. Yeah, camp. Anyway, I'm, think, I'm thinking the Raiders. Yeah. Okay, and Glennie out there on uh, Newcastle Island. <laughs> <laughs> By himself. Kiss the death. Fucking his volleyball. Um, the Dragons take on the Sharks in the last game of the round. Um, this one at uh, Jubilee. The Dragons have a uh, couch man returns after being omitted last week. Michael Molo dro- drops to the reserves. The Sharks side, big in, Nico Hines. He makes his uh, debut for the season. Trindle goes to the bench and Jack Williams to the reserves. Mm. Nico back, big win for Cronulla. Yeah. Agree. Big win. Now look, and the, the dragons have been like very good at least for you know first halves of games. So maybe, so maybe it, it's it's a big win if the sharks pour it on late. But I still think, regardless, I think it's a comfortable sort of you know minimum ten point win to the sharks on this one because the sharks haven't been haven't been incredible. Their defense certainly hasn't been, and Nico's not going to solve that you know in and in and by himself just returning to the side. So I mean, there are problems that need to be fixed in that shark side. But I expect their attack to fucking hum, and yeah. uh, and that and that should be an, and as we saw last week, you know, ten minutes of that at the end of the game against the Dragons is enough to <laughs> to to really pad your fucking stats. That'll do it. I think we're all agreed on that one, pretty yes. uh, pretty emphatically. So that's it. That's the games. Remember, you know, it's just like the more you put on, the more you get back. You see, the, see the, the the latest thrust of the the betting 
like disclaimers now. Remember how it used to be like you know, there used to be like you know, bet with your head, not over it. Yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. Now, now that now it's I can't remember exactly what it is, but what it's something think, like along the lines of what, what you gamble. Think of all with. the think of all the sh- think of all the shit you can buy. Yeah. with the money that you're gambling with. That's it. Essentially, <laughs> <laughs> think about all the shit you could have if you didn't spend it, spend it on gambling. Man, <laughs> I, it's so funny. I I still listen to that though, and out like T's and C's or whatever they are are fucking nothing. Like I was listening yeah. to an NBA podcast at the gym the other day and they have a um, a DraftKings ad. Right, yep. And like the one ad literally goes for three minutes and 45 seconds I reckon is actual ad copy. The rest of it are disclaimers and they have to read out on this audio ad um, all of the phone numbers in like 14 different states for if you're yes. addicted to gambling. I've heard some of those on Bill Burr as yeah. well, yeah, when he's talking about stuff, yeah. It's absolutely fucking nuts. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And their medical ones are hilarious too because they got three minutes of chipmunks speaking at the end of the yeah. ad going through all the possible side That's effects and, yeah. <laughs> and fucking whatever. Yeah. But, man, look, I'm, again, I'm, I have in some, some aspects seen behind the curtain of the gambling companies. And they could they could literally, in their terms and conditions, they have they they specify how they make money, that their business model is for you to lose your money, mm. and people still want to bet. Yeah. So. Um, and think that skill or something insulates them, or you know, yeah, they can they can yeah. win with skill. Well, no, because I mean, if you start winning with skill. Then they start accepting like thirty cents on the dollar of bets because you're taking too much money out. But but even then, it's not even winning with skill. They have odds in place to make mm. sure that they don't lose money. Yes. So that's even, right. even if you win, they have only let you win to an extent that they find acceptable. Yes. Yeah. But even then, they don't find any of that acceptable because then the next time you go to put a bet on. Yeah. Even if it's, I've, I've had mates who've had excellent weeks and, you know, taken a couple of thousand out of them. The next time they go to put on like a $10 bet. Yep. They'll accept 30 cents of it. Yeah. <laughs> and and yep. it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, don't, don't gamble. Unless it's Russian roulette. I don't give a fuck. Do what you want. Or fucking or over overuse of drugs. Like yeah, you know, do do what Hammer you want. Role model. But don't don't be one of those cunts that buys lottery tickets thinking that there is a good yeah. chance of you winning it. You know, yeah. do whatever the fuck you want to do. Do what makes you fucking happy. But educate yourself on what you're doing. You know. <laughs> yep. See if Siebes can teach you a basic course in probability and. <laughs> <laughs> and odds <laughs> probabilities <laughs> alright that's it though. what was that episode 505 thanks for listening everybody um, don't forget to get your tips in uh, if you'd like to support the show of course head to uh, twillnation.com forward slash links you've got links to all the, uh, the Patreon the uh, social media communities uh, we've had a lot of people coming into the Facebook of late which is great yes um, don't, just, and, uh, here's, here's welcome to all you guys don't search for us um on normal Facebook, you got to search in groups. Search in the yeah. groups tab. Search for Twill Nation, and then eventually some of us will let you in. Yeah, so. literally go to go to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links, and everything's fucking there. What's and on the uh, Patreon this week, boys? We're we doing direct- a, uh, a game companion. 
I don't know. Potentially, I mean, the games that I find the games at the uh, end of the week, the Sunday afternoon. Well, I mean, look, you know, we could talk. We could talk the Sharkies one if you want to. I mean, I don't well, think the, the, I'm, the, the Tigers are Friday. The Tigers are Friday yeah, pub I slot. I can't do that. I mean, I can I can do do pub slot. Probably no problems. But um, is yeah. it a Tigers game companion without you, Lenny? No, well, that's, that's, that's it, right? I mean, but you you get home by about ten to six. Second half. To do the pub slot. Just do the second, the second half. half. Yeah. You can do that, Glenny. No, I can't. We've got a dinner. Can't. You can do it. Put your ass into it, Glenny. Come on. Well, what do you mean you've got a dinner? A, a dinner to go out. So just eat, eat dinner food. early. Is it like the MI Vendor of the Year Awards dinner? Well, the MI Vendor. Thanks very much for listening to episode 505 of This Week in League. <laughs> I've is it one of those of awards this. you have to nominate yourself for? I've had enough of these cunts. And, and you have so to pay $3,000 for the certificate. <laughs> <laughs> See you, fellas. Later. Need to stock up on any weather wardrobe staples? Check out American Giant for hoodies, jackets, sweats, and more pieces you can wear anywhere. All made right here in the USA. Go to American-Giant.com and use code ANYSTYLE24 for 20% off your order.